Okay. I'll, uh, should we continue this conversation we had before we were recording? <laughs> um, sure. It's, it's interesting because we were talking about um, a game director of one of the Paper Mario games. It's a, a game director is not something I think about a lot. You know what I mean? Like when you think of a film, you generally, if it's a good film or a bad film, you think of the director, right? Mm-hmm. But like for games, you just think, oh man, that company sucks. <laughs> Or that company's awesome. Yeah, it's and, it's much less of like like even there's a certain amount of that with film with like oh it's a Pixar movie or it's but very true. But that's more animated stuff. But like yeah, I can't well, really think of um, like I can think of a lot of studio directors, but I don't necessarily remember a lot of film studios. Right. Like I know that like. Um like the director of Thor Ragnarok and that was cool and yeah. like um uh what's what's the guy fantastic Mr. Fox oh uh Wes Anderson Is Wes Anderson yeah. yeah like Edgar Wright yeah well it's to me it's like you think okay there's Marvel Studios and Marvel Studios are generally are, are good movies but then there are like um the Russo brothers or uh I don't want to say it wrong Tyke yeah, like Tide- Watiti, Watiti, or something. Which yeah. is you know Thor and and Thor and you think of you, you could think of them being like those are solid films, right? Um, yeah. But Marvel overall, you would say oh, that's probably gonna be good movies. But um, yeah, it's just interesting how like how because we were talking about or you were mentioning some of the perhaps poor decisions made um, and speculating that they might be a, a game dire- director's choice. Yeah, for the Paper Mario ones, yeah. Um, right. And it's just like, I, the only th- other time I could think of like a game director being singled out is just one recently of uh, Last of uh, Us 2. Yeah, Neil which Druckmann. I don't, yes, which I don't know if you have you know what it's about. I'm, I'm currently playing through Last of Us 2. I have no oh, idea. Oh, nice. Well, I have some idea what the controversy is, but I don't quite understand it fully about why people would be so upset. Um, no, but I'm only about halfway through. So I I imagine it's like they killed off a character that people liked or something, or they made yeah. a decision like like the the ending of the Last of Us one was kind of controversial kind of thing. Yeah, um, and I think, I mean, that's the point. <laughs> like I I I I I would not say I'm I liked the end of the Last of Us one, but that's the that's the point. It's you're not supposed to like it. It's supposed to be their narrative. It's their story. This is what they're telling. You know, this is what they're they are presenting to you. You can yeah. like it or not, right? Um, so, I mean, again, I'm not fully done uh, the game, uh, but I, I have some understanding of what people are upset about, and it kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit. But uh, yeah, well, people get very up invested and for sure very upset. Yeah, um, for sure. So it's, yeah, and that's kind of the danger of um, getting so invested in a piece of media. Yeah. That you can't see beyond it and see the people that you're hurting. Yeah, well, there's there's like being being upset about something. like, And like, I was pretty upset uh, with some of the new directions that Pokemon Sword and Shield were taking. Yeah. But, like, there, there's a difference between, like, being upset and then, like, attacking people virtually, right? Like, yeah, I'm all for, like, you know, 
boycotting something or you know no, no longer purchasing a product um but like don't make it personal you know it's it's yeah so funny funny story though i did actually get pokemon sword and shield as a gift so i have been playing huh. <laughs> i have been playing them and it's it's interesting like i knew all the bad stuff up front so all that was left for me to discover was kind of like the good stuff okay and uh, I, I haven't beaten the game yet i'm on like the victory road section I will I will say it's probably got the the best well one of the best like early game setups uh, in the Pokemon franchise that I can think of. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a slow burn that feels very natural from like starting out to the first gym. You don't get to the first gym until like I would say four or five hours in. Hmm. Wow. That um, is quite a quite yeah. a length. Yeah. Then the trade off, of course, is then though you're hitting gyms every like half hour after which, but. Hmm. So, Anyways, yeah, yeah. I, I do apologize to the audience and to you, Graham, if I do get distracted uh, in the midst of this recording. I am, as I was for the, our last episode, currently playing a video game. Um, I'm actually way behind on the summer of Nintendo, of which this is our first episode uh, this year. So I'm trying to I'm trying to make up some time, some lost Wait, time. Is here. this the first episode of Summer? In- no. Yeah. Oh wow, it is. Yeah, it is. Man. We just Happy completely. Summer, <laughs> yes. Happy summer. <laughs> Um, welcome back to yeah. all the listeners. Yeah. Um, because it's been it's been a hot minute since uh, since we last well, sat in the same virtual space and talked. It's very true. I've 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 honestly missed it. Yeah. No, it's good to be back. Yeah, in the routine sort of. Um. Yeah. So we had a, a little brief hiatus. I think we just kind of got caught up with life and. We didn't have uh, the yeah a game ready to discuss, so we opted to uh, just to take, wait. Yeah, take a week off. Yeah, and then I was on vacation with my family, so we couldn't record. So we're a little late with this one, but um, yeah, again, I, I apologize if I get distracted because I'm playing um, the game we're talking about next episode, which which um, I've heard some of your thoughts on already. I feel like I'm going to be eviscerated uh, by people who might care about this game. Uh. Because it, it's a beloved game, and I'm, I'm, I just died. I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying I, I don't think I'm saying I'm enjoying it. I, I don't think I can say that with a straight face. I mean, but, like I played, I played half an hour of it tonight, uh-huh. and I'm definitely, like, at first I'm like, oh, this is so, like, this is so easy to use, like, and then, and then I'm starting to hit some walls and get some frustration and. Yeah, and I'm like, hmm, this could be, this could be a journey. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's, I mean, I won't go too much into it, but this is a game that I think is very nostalgic to people, and I have none of that because uh, this is literally the first time I've, I've ever played it, yeah. and I have uh, no emotional attachment to it. Um, which and is, therefore, I think I'm giving it a better shake. Which is neat because I grew up with the game, so yeah, we'll, so, we'll see, but, see how that goes. Yeah, but we'll talk about that next week, because <laughs> this week, uh, we should play the theme song and then start with uh, what we're talking about. Yep, hit that uh, music. Hit the hit the, hit hit the, the jukebox, hit. Jerry. I died again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. I'm Matthew. And I'm Graham. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking about um, perhaps one of my my favorite childhood games recreated. Um, certainly up there. Uh, it's Pokemon Mystery Dungeon uh, DX, mm-hmm. um, which launched in March of this year. Um, and actually, I, I was doing some research. It actually sold quite well. Oh, good. Um, it sold better... In the first month alone, I think it sold 1.3 million units. And then, if, if Wikipedia is accurate, uh, Gates to Infinity and uh, Super Mystery Dungeon sold in their entire life or run, hmm. which I thought was very, very interesting. That's promising. Yeah. So, Hopefully we'll get a, a Gates remake. Uh, yeah, you know, I started Gates. I never did finish. Uh, same with Super Mystery Dungeon. But uh, I, I do hope they continue the franchise because... Um, I mean, we'll get into a bit more depth in a minute, but um, they definitely made some solid improvements to uh, yeah to the game. So, uh, yeah, you played Blue Mystery Dungeon when you were younger, is that correct? Yep, Blue Mystery Dungeon on the DS. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I played uh, um, Red Mystery Dungeon on my Game Boy because my parents didn't love me enough to get me a oh. D- DS when it first came out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fell. Um, so yeah, Graham, what were you, what are your initial thoughts? I was, I was pleasantly surprised by the game. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I think I expressed to you before we started, like, eh, I'm not, I'm not too sure how I feel about this. Like, um, like it was a while since I'd played a mystery dungeon game and I can remember some of the frustrations. Um, but I think they made a lot of really good changes um that made not only like just getting into the game easier but like um it made just the whole experience more enjoyable right and i think that like the original game was really kind of emotionally impactful for me i agree um like i can remember that was the first probably one of the first video games that i got like quite emotional over yeah um that ending that ending scene though yeah um it definitely was still strong emotionally. I don't think it hit the same impact for me now. No, I mean you're a grown man. <laughs> that is fair. Um and I've I've seen some of the tropes before, right? So Right. Um But yeah, no, like they made a lot of really good gameplay improvements. Mm-hmm. They streamlined a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh they made the game overall I'd say more forgiving. Although it was still yes. had a decent amount of difficulty, especially like there was a bit of a difficulty spike later in the game. Um, but, and, but like they did a incredible job of keeping the charm of the original. Yep. Uh, especially like through the art and the music, the way that the music still had kind of a crunchy feel to it. Like it still mm-hmm. had that kind of synthy feel. It's a very faithful, uh, recreation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very faithful and at yet at the same time makes some pretty big changes. Like, I don't think those rare qualities were in the original. Nope. Um, and like, obviously it's in 3d. Um, yep. I don't remember all the story beats, but I think it's pretty much beat for beat. Uh, uh, yes, that's, that's right. I don't recall any big changes to that 
Yeah. Um, did you play much of the post game? I pretty much stopped, but I've been watching a YouTuber play through the post game. Okay. Uh, so that I don't have to um, <laughs> grind the ninety-nine floor dungeons. Hey. I uh, yeah. I w- I wish I could say I I had done that as a child, but alas, I never did. So. I don't think I ever got deeper than like a fifty-floor dungeon. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough little uh, little task right there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I actually really liked it in the end. Um, how how did you find it overall? Um. It's it's funny. It's like, I. The the original game to me is quite a, a, a an in like a a deep game. There's a lot of meat to this game. Um, this came out in Gen 3, so all Gen 3 Pokemon are playable and catchable and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, have movesets and there's there's probably double the dungeons in the post game uh, as there are in the story. Um, and it's, it, it's quite a meaty experience for a handheld game at the time. And I think they did a lot of um, sound improvements to, like you said, make it more forgiving, uh, make it more enjoyable, um, and just make it all around uh, a better game. Um, one thing I loved about this game that, of course, was not in the original game uh, is that when the player character dies, the game is not over, or yes. the, the run's not over. You can continue on. Um, and that was key, uh, I found. Um other things were the ability to recruit uh, random Pokemon uh, in the dungeons by giving them, you know, resources, and they join your team. Mm-hmm. And you could have up to teams of like eight people, and you could just walk in and, and slap Articuno in the face, <laughs> and and then be on your way. And I thought that was uh, wonderful because the, the boss battles were definitely easier in in this uh, iteration than in the original. Um, yeah, but that's not necessarily a, a bad thing per se. It's just uh, nature of the change. So, um, I would also agree that I didn't necessarily feel a, an emotional connection as much as I did when I was uh, younger. I, I felt as though like the 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 relationship between um, main and and partner you and didn't partner? seem as strong to me. Like the main character and his partner, or her partner, or whatever it might be. It, um, I I do feel like it was, it just kind of happened. Right. There wasn't a lot of build up per se. It's just kind of a you and I are now like blood brothers. It's <laughs> like I would like he would let your partner would lay down your life his life, right for you. Like it was right. just, um. And like it was touching, but it was it. But it was also very fast. Um, and like honestly, I think that the relationship between like you and the partner is probably one of the best story aspects of the game. Yes, like that's right. especially because like it, it might have it was a little bit rushed maybe at the beginning, but it really proved itself throughout the mid game when you're on the run. Yeah, that, uh, that's awesome because it's like it, it it takes it takes the story and it pivots it into something totally different. Yeah, of like, yeah, you're the bad guy. 
Yeah, and or like, people think you're the bad guy, right? So I forgot that like there was that twist. How'd you forget that? That's like the main thing. Well, like I don't I remember if I remembered. I it's been a while, but it, um, I don't remember if I remembered the twist that you were the the bad guy. But I don't remember if I remember the the extra twist that you weren't actually the bad guy. Oh, okay. Like, I thought for certain it was gonna be just like you're the bad guy. Right. And you're just kind of having to deal with that. So it was actually quite surprising to me that um, you weren't. Uh, and But you still kind of got a bit of redemption for the actual bad guy, which I did not pick up on as a kid. Um, I definitely, if I picked up that Gengar was actually the bad guy, I did not pick up that he, like, helps you in the end. So Sorry. that Sorry. was that was neat to hear. Yeah, that they were very. It was very subtle about that. Yeah, it's surprisingly subtle. Because because Gengar says one thing, but then it's implied he does another thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, there is more Gengar stuff post game. I could be wrong about that, but. Uh, yeah, there might be. I haven't. The YouTuber I'm watching hasn't gone through all the post game yet. Yeah. Um. I could break out my guidebook and I can tell you what happens. <laughs> my my original guidebook. From oh, you have one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it came in handy when it's like, how many floors are there? Oh, yeah. How much more do I have left to have to do? Well, that's um, another nice, like, quality of life thing in this game is that it, it shows you how many floors there are and if you can recruit Pokemon and what, like, there's so many little quality of life changes. Um, mm -hmm. my personal favorite is the auto button. Um, I don't know if you use that at all. I didn't really, but I can see it being huge on the longer, uh, dungeons, if you will. Mm hmm Like, um, you know what it does. It makes you travel through the dungeon automatically and it stops when you get to an enemy. It, yeah. It was really nice because I could kind of shut my brain off and listen to a podcast or something while I was playing. Right. Um, and I didn't have to like the I've now that I'm watching this guy play through the post game, he's got a very different play style of he walks through and he pretty much has a full inventory at all time and he like judges each item as he picks it up and whether he like consumes it immediately or something. That would drive me nuts. Yeah, it was it's <laughs> way too ridiculous for me. But um Yeah, it it really kind of made the game even more um, appealing to me because I was able to um, not appealing appealing is not the word um, accessible approachable I mean, that's it yeah because I was able to avoid some of the clunkiness that comes with just the way that the game controls mm -hmm. and um, yeah I appreciated that yeah now correct me if I'm wrong but the the auto mechanic it will It'll choose an objective for you, kind of like, uh, um, oh, go! I need to go find this hurt Pokemon, or I need to go mm -hmm. do this or that. I I would think I would have preferred it if you could have set uh, goals, kind of like look for the exit. There or... is that. So like, there you can set in the options whether the option is exp like look around or. Go straight oh, okay. for the exit. Okay, cool. So if it's explore, I think it goes and picks up every item on the floor. Right. And then goes to the exit. 
and any like op optional objectives, but then the just goes straight to the exit. You know, when it finds it, it, it does it. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, I did not use the auto feature uh, a lot, but I thought it was a, a a pretty neat addition. And again, I, I think I could foresee myself using it more in the event of, say, I'm going to do this 99 floor dungeon to get Mewtwo or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't want to necessarily play through all of that. Um, yeah. Well, I think um, for me, it's kind of a... I have... I've... Come on, go, go, go. Got it. Nice. Sorry. <laughs> I've got... I'm kind of playing a, I've a few games now at the same time. Okay. Like, I'm still playing Arknights. Um, <laughs> it's... Um, which is... I like... Because you can kind of... Auto, you can set the game kind of on auto. And it'll, like... Um, you choose what materials you're going to grind for. And you, like, choose what stage you're going to play to grind for the materials and stuff. But a lot of it's kind of a daily routine uh, and like you're, you're doing minimal choices. Right. Right. Um, but it's still, I still find it fun and engaging because when you decide to actually play the game um, and then I'm also playing beat saber every once in a while. Oh, you picked a beat saber. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It is a heck of a lot of fun. Um, so I've been playing around with that. That's been so much fun. And I like to play that for like, you know, half an hour a day or something. Oh, it's so so having, having a time where I can just kind of auto through a game and also do something else at the same time is something that I kind of enjoy. Like I, um, it's something that I've appreciated. Oh, and Animal Crossing too. Like right. I spend... 15 minutes or whatever in Animal Crossing every day going around and buying stuff from the shops and clothing and maybe going around and digging up the fossils and talking to people. So, like, I've got a lot of these kind of everyday games on right. the go. So, like, being able to pick up and, like, auto through a dungeon in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon while I'm watching a YouTube video or something right. or playing Arknights is um <laughs> it's it's something that i like so it's yeah. something that i wouldn't have done necessarily like a year ago but right. it's something that i'm doing now right man a year ago Grammy. Eh? <laughs> world was a different place it really was uh okay yeah that's 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 interesting one one thing i do like about um it the mr being on the switch is just the ability just to turn it off. You know what I mean? Like whenever <laughs> I wanted. Yeah. Um, Cause uh, I don't, I don't really recall. I could be wrong about this, but I, I have a feeling that you couldn't No, You must've been able to save mid game in the game boy versions. You must've been able to. There was a suspend play feature. Right. Of you could essentially save the game and create a temporary save that was destroyed once you started the game again. Right. Um, and that feature is in this one, but there's also like autosave on every single floor now, um, which actually I, I kind of did not necessarily like because if you had a really like really bad run, a, yeah, um, you could, I think I autosaved yeah. uh, like very frequently, like to the event of like, oh, you're 
I, I have to look this up. I have a feeling like, oh, my partner died. I'm going to reset. And then I reset and it kind of spawns you Dark, Sto- Dark Souls style where like your partner's still dead. <laughs> yeah. I think um, you're right. So I, I, I did kind of feel like, well, that, I don't know. Yeah. That was a little off. I this game is not good, Graham. Oh my word. Okay, uh, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna ruffle some feathers. I know, I know. Um, anyhow, back to the the good game we were talking about. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely missed have having that. Uh, I guess safety net of being able to save, but a pre. It's yeah, it's like a double-edged sword. It's like auto save is a good thing in some scenarios, but it has its uh, cons as well. So yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's kind of scary sometimes not being able to revert back to an earlier version where things are doing better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, at the same time, there's unique storytelling advantages to not having that. Yeah, and and like we mentioned earlier, they did make it more f- less likely for you to fail. Just the ability of having. Uh, like a player death um, mm-hmm. and you can continue along not, not, you know no problem no big deal uh, as long as you know your other two characters might still be alive um, that was cool yeah um, you can kind of build up your posse again yeah absolutely um, it, it, it made it for like you could have a bad floor but not be out for the count right mm-hmm. um, and I really appreciated that um, I don't know about you, Graham, but I found like my partner was like way better than I was <laughs> in almost every sense. Oh man! Uh, oh, we haven't even talked about that. Who were you, and what was your partner? Okay, so I was Squirtle. Okay, nice. Uh, and my partner was uh, Pikachu. Hey, good. Yeah, Quinn. My my daughter picked both of those. Aww. So she she was Pikachu, and I was Squirtle. So uh, yeah, I think I think the te- <sighs> I think in the test, um, I, I had gotten like Charmander or something, but okay. I was for, forced to pick Squirtle, which <laughs> is fine because I like Squirtle actually better than Charmander. Yeah. So, uh, what about you? I got through the test. I was Eevee. Oh. Um, and my partner I chose was Cubone. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. And um, Eevee, I struggled with, um, because it didn't pick up a lot of moves. It was weird. It could almost learn like no TMs. Yeah. Which was well, super strange because like it's a normal type. And you think it would be able to pick up stuff, but like it it struggled a lot. Um it just didn't have anything really good offensive right. to use. But Cubone carried me hard. <laughs> have you heard of Boomerang? Uh I'm well it's obviously a move. Yes. So it's a right. ground type move that is ranged it travels up to 10 squares whoa hits twice hits every enemy in its path it's wow so i poured all of the the pp upgrades and the accuracy buffs because it's got (laughs) low accuracy into it and it could just it just demolished everything wow and i realized like well, because I've never really used a ground-type Pokemon in the games. Because I'm right. like, why would you use something that's so bad, weak to <laughs> grass and water and... Like, the, yeah, the usual suspects. Ice. Yeah. Um, or, no, rocks good against ice? I can't remember now. 
fighting good against ground? Fighting is good against rock. rock. And normal. And normal. So yeah, I had an issue with fighting types. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, my team of Cubone, Eevee, and... Um, oh crap, what was the, the dog that you get? Um, Absol? Absol, yeah. Was maybe not the best combo. <laughs> um, with all of weakness to fighting type. But... Um, yeah, what was I saying? Cubone carried me hard. So uh, he had that, and he also had dark, not dark pulse. It was basically like a physical dark pulse. Okay. And so it hit in a two-block radius around him, like a two-block cube around him. Wow. And did dark damage. So he's just like a ring master. Yeah, like, like, I wouldn't... I. I wouldn't be able to attack enemies because Cubone had already killed them. Um, wow. Yeah. But That's uh, pretty good. Yeah, so struggled a little bit with Eevee. I did manage to get through it. Um, I had like... Oh, and Cubone also got Ice Beam. I put Ice Beam oh on him. Oh, my word. Wow. And, uh, and Brick Break. So uh, he had, he had break. something physical... That he could do short range. Anyways, yeah. Um, Cubone was extremely useful for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, for me, like, Squirtle had... Uh, okay, not really any great moves. Um, like, my best move I probably could never use. Cause like, So I, I gave him Surf. Okay. But surf damages oh, yeah. everyone, including your team. Um, it became critical in like monster houses though, um, because then you could just like if you had a revival orb, you could just you know sacrifice your teammates, <laughs> uh, and then to, to destroy the monster house. But um, generally speaking, it you know was pretty much I never used it because I couldn't yeah. sacrifice. You know, which is just, which is weird because like there are moves that. Um, affect only all enemies and affect the whole room like blizzard right which so it, it's almost weird that surf attacks yeah. your your allies as well it just means that you can't yep. use it yep so pikachu did a lot of heavy lifting uh i'm trying to think of what the attack was it was like electro bolt or something no it wasn't that it was something i don't know it could do up to two squares and it i just let him or her take care of uh mm -hmm. all my problems mm -hmm. and then uh as far as my uh, teammate, um, third option, about, yeah. about mid game, I picked up a love retar um, to train him up for the post game. Okay. I was feeling a little inspired by Team Alex Sam, um, mm -hmm. and uh, he just never really uh, morphed into a useful squad mate. Oh. So um, I mean, he was a little low leveled compared to my my mains, but he just didn't have much, you know, many good. And of course. Um, he was weak to my surf attacks. Oh, yeah, that so. wouldn't help. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, overall, I wouldn't say I had much trouble with the game. Um, yeah. You know. Um, I definitely bit off more than I could chew a couple times with some monster houses. Yeah, th those are dangerous. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. My my strategy ended up being, like, go back into the corridor and just bone meringue. Because you could hit like three or four enemies. 
That's a, that's a solid strategy, my friend. Um, You're very wise. Yeah, worked out. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't. I never had a total party wipe, although I came a little close a couple times. What is? What am I doing? Sorry. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I wiped a couple times as well, mostly on bosses. The bosses, bosses, when you're on the run, they're difficult. Uh, I had to use a lot of wands. Yes. Those, those were really cool. I like those a lot. Yeah, yeah. Those, those types of items were very helpful in regards to like being a bit more tactical, mm-hmm. if you will, on like boss fights or on uh, dip more difficult floors. Yeah. Um, but basically, my my strategy for bosses is like, all right, I gotta get a crew here of about five Pokemon that are expendable, uh, <laughs> and let them take care of, you know, swarming the boss while I just stick back and hmm. uh, try and do some, you know, gravel rock throws or something like that. Okay. Just to kind of whittle them down. Um, and sometimes that worked out. Sometimes it didn't. Uh, in regards to like having the right amount of, uh. Uh, of mons to you know get the job done Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was it was kind of neat to like form like bonds with just random little characters in that regard right like you know you run into a butterfree and then he's like yeah i'll join your crew and then like the butterfree is clutch and it's like oh my word yeah and then he joins you after or not depending on if you've got the camps Mm -hmm. um so i thought it was a pretty neat feature to like Rather than like you you crush someone's face in and then they decide to join you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which was the original way of 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 getting friends. So, I mean that that still works. It's true. Um, there are that's how you and I became friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you hit me in the face. And I was like, ow! Yeah. Can I join your team? Yeah, that's that's how we started this. Um, yeah. Greg Mormon. Nah. Um, you like. There are some mechanics that aren't super well explained in the game. Um, most of the mechanics are explained pretty incredibly, actually. There's a, an incredible glossary and stuff, but uh, which I think the, the mainline series could really use. Um, what was I saying, though? The... Oh, gosh. Oh, my word. I just, I just completely blanked. What was I talking about? Okay. I was talking about Pokemon. The glossary. Glossary. Uh... Oh yeah, beating people's face in. Um, yeah. <laughs> you have to be the person who kills the enemy in order to recruit it, mm. and you also yes. have to be within two spaces of the enemy. Right. So if you nuke him from across the room, you—that's boomerang. Yeah, with boomerang, uh, they won't join your party. Yeah. But um, barriers to entry. Yeah, but like on the whole, like. I think that in terms of like the accessibility of Pokemon, they do a good job of there's a lot of times where you can hit a button and then highlight keywords to see what they mean. And I thought that was a really good idea. Um, Cause you really? can, well, like I never noticed that. if you hit like ZR, you can like it, a cursor kind of pops into like the piece of dialogue you're reading. So you can read up on what poisoned is or what paralyzed is. Or what oh, recoil okay. is. Like, it's it's like um, Hyper Beam gives you recoil. And what is recoil? You can see, oh, it, you take some damage or you're stunned for a turn or huh. something. Interesting. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of little kind of newbie-friendly stuff 
Um, and then, like, you get a lot of advantages with stuff like uh, the um, special abilities. Like a uh, small stomach, or I think mine, my main character started with one that gave him an increased chance to make friends. Based, oh, awesome. Based on how many friends, like if you had more friends, it made it easier to get more friends. Mr. Popular. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't remember what Keybone had. It was decent. Yeah, that, that, that was all brand new, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And there was a lot of them. Yeah. And I like... I did. I did like that. Um, like as you discovered them, the game told you what they were. Yeah. Like, hey, this guy's got you know, the big tum tum, and it'll <laughs> you know go down slower, or whatever, right? Yeah. And it was like, oh, thanks. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, I was getting new ones up until like, the end of the game. So there's a there was a vast amount of. Yeah. That's. Uh, types. There's right? a lot of variety and. Like like we mentioned, like the post game is huge too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to see. Like it's almost like the game's only half over at the at the end. Right. Um Yeah. No, it's honestly I was quite surprised, like pleasantly surprised by the game and I think I played like seven hours on the first day that I got it. Wow, that's solid. Like I just spent a Sunday and just played all day because i was like i kind of lost not lost track of time but like i was enjoying it and just kind of got into the rhythm of it was doing yeah absolutely i think i was watching or listening to the adventure zone or something and um Mm -hmm. just kind of chilling out with the game and it was it was fun so yeah miss those days eh where you what just chill enjoying a game i'm playing You don't have to. <laughs> okay. Well, I know I don't have, but I can't, I can't. I can't give it a fair shake and not have actually, at least tried to beat it. Yeah. Well, you only need to get. You know, you only you don't have to hundred percent the game to beat it, right? Yes, but right now I'm working on getting, the second set of the items that I need, and I don't know how I'm gonna be able to do it. Cause I got, I need twelve more, and I'm like, where do I go? I, this, this one's stupid. This one doesn't work. <laughs> this one is dumb. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to beat it. I'm gonna give it the old college try. We can, but, uh, uh, we can chat afterwards and. Sure, uh, but yes, I'll agree. Mr. Dungeon is a great game to get lost in, in regards to just like, even just doing like regular dungeon requests. Yeah. Like, there's something so satisfying of like. Oh, here's the job board. I'm gonna take all the jobs, even the trash ones, and then maybe a couple of days down the line, I'll have ten jobs in you know Frosty Forest or whatever it is, and I'll go and knock those out and you know get rewards and, and level up my 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 mystery crew or whatever it's called. And um, yeah, it's just naturally fun to play. The the core gameplay loop um, doesn't necessarily evolve a lot, other than you know in the post game. Um, and it's just fun. Uh, and I do think I could be wrong about this. I feel like though they, they did like lower the, the time between story beats. I think, near the I think you're right. Um, I guess my, my probably my biggest complaint about the game would be the fact that it, uh, um, 
it you it launches you from spoilers the the Groudon battle to the Rayquaza battle with yeah, there's with no opportunity to level up or anything like that. So I think that was a, a mistake if I'm if I may say so. Um, yeah, like it's kind of weird. You fight like you get back from um, being on the run. Battle. Yeah, and then there's like a quite a drought where you have to feed the mankeys. You just have to grind a dungeon over and over again. Oh, the mankeys! <laughs> they just want peeled nuts. <laughs> it's true. Well, Is it nuts or pine cones? They want them peeled. They're the spiky nuts. Right. Because they can't peel them for they're, some reason. Because they're opposable thumbs. But Evie. Evie can do it. <laughs> Master of all normal moves and evolutions. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because then they they build your base. Yeah. So, bit like I think for the Rayquaza battle, like you could not do anything else other than that battle. Is that correct? I want to say you're right. Which I feel like is a terrible design option in regards to like, um. What if you need to... To me, that's kind of like the Persona 4 issue I had. I was like, what if I need to um, improve yeah, you, between like this you, and, and the final boss? And even like like in Persona, theoretically, you could go back to a previous save. You really can't here. Right. Um, so like even um, when we were on the run, I thought it was like, I thought it was going to be, oh, we select the mission and then now we're on the run. Because uh, I was planning to, like, do some grinding or, like, deposit some items or something. Right. And it ended up just jumping right into the mission. And I didn't have, I didn't really organize my items before that whole thing went down. Right. And it's a while before you reach Kangaskhan statue, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, I don't think it's until, like, halfway through the second dungeon. Right. Like, it's uh, it's a bit of a ways... And so it was um, a little bit frustrating because then I had to, my bag was always full and I had to like manage all these items and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, which wasn't necessarily why I was playing the game. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So would you, would you recommend the game, Graham? I would, honestly. Like it's a really it's a lot more solid and a lot more fun than I would have expected. I thought that I kind of had roast into glasses for it. Mm. Um, but it turns out it was actually still just a genuinely good game and they made a lot of really good changes. Um, I hope that they remake the next ones cause I never really got into those. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I would, I honestly would recommend the game. Um, uh, yeah. Do you feel that it is, uh, worth the full full price tag. That's I don't really know how to answer that, I'll be honest. Like okay. because it's there's a lot there and like it's a good experience and I don't feel like it's anything subpar. Right. I think that like I honestly think probably it's worth it. But okay. I don't buy video games at full price. 
Right. And like I've been thinking about this lately because um, because they're Sorry. what? Just like Nintendo games are notoriously expensive. <laughs> always a full price. Yeah, there they are. They've gotten frustratingly so. You can sometimes get them for like a twenty percent <clears throat> discount on the sale, but I'm still waiting for uh, a cheap uh, or sale of Breath of the Wild, please. Oh gosh, that. <laughs> That's never gonna. I don't. But here's the like, thing, Graham. Like Mario Tennis Aces, I'm pretty sure went on sale. I don't think. Right. I think actually Mario Odyssey went on like for a twenty percent sale one on the over the summer. That's terrible. That's awful. Because <laughs> like like I had a friend who picked up. Now I guess the PS4 is a bit older, but I who I had a spare PS4 and I sold it to him. Yeah. And he wanted to pick up some games, and like he got God of War, a game that was in 2018, for fifteen dollars. Yeah. Right, and it's just like, I don't know. There's a there's a big difference there in, in in regards to like how you your philosophy as a company. I feel yeah. Um, and I mean, I already own Breath of the Wild on my my Wii U. It's an amazing game. I've played <laughs> it twice. I'd love to play it again. It's just I don't want to spend another ninety dollars on a game I already own. Yeah. Because, oh, uh, the <laughs> company's kind of a doo doo head. And I can I can see it. The doo-doo-ness starts back in 1996. <laughs> well, there's a seal of quality and like. Um, oh, absolutely. It's for sure. also like because of this, Nintendo games never go down in value. Um, not really. Um, they it's yeah, it's it's likely a deliberate choice on their part. Well, it's definitely oh, a deliberate choice. choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's just whether it's justified. Yeah, because like, you think. Most games make their sales within the first month. Yeah, or first quarter, if you will. Yeah, like, so I don't know how much they get out of keeping it at full price. I think the problem is that they've got, well, A, they're exclusive. They've got a monopoly on it. There's nothing else like them, Um, especially when it comes to something like Mario Kart. Like there's just there's just nothing else. Um, well, you don't like Crash Team Racing? <laughs> okay, but Crash Team Racing is niche. Fair enough. I would I would say yeah, you're right. Um, like, no, and I think like it doesn't have the ubiquity of a Mario Kart or a Smash Bros. What is this game? Um, yeah, and, and games have and companies have like tried to do what what Nintendo does. What Nintendo? Their, you know, Oh, great. Um, like, there was, like, PlayStation All-Stars, and there are racer knockoffs. Um, I mean, Crash Team, Tra- Crash Team Racing probably was a racer knockoff of the original Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, it's it's true, like, their games are solid. It's just, it, to me, it's, like, nin- Nintendo is the outlier in, like, kind of dumb policies <laughs> in the industry. Oh, I can agree with that. So... Um, it's they're yeah. weirdly, they're like ahead of the curve and behind the curve at all times, and like yeah, on a different graph almost at some points. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, it's like so you've got the Wii and the Wii U, and like you've got like incredible like how it deals with streamers, but then it also does yeah. Nintendo Direct, which is basically the format that everyone's adopted at this point. Right. 
Like it's it's just this weird mix of innovation and stubbornness. Yes. So, yeah, it's 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 interesting, and 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 I don't know because it's like they're not really in competition, right? In, in in a way they are, but in a way that they aren't. Like yeah, like it and it kind of used to be like the big three, right? But now it. It's more of just like Sony versus it's Microsoft and also Nintendo. Nintendo, because that's the thing. I, I would argue, and I think it's been this way since the Wii, is that you know you probably set your foot in one camp, Sony or Sony or Microsoft, and then you go and you get a Nintendo because you want to play the the really solid games that only Nintendo has, right? Yeah. Um. So, in 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 some sense, it's like their brand is so powerful that they're no longer in competition mm-hmm. because they know people are going to buy their stuff, but they're, but at the same time, then they're not being competitive. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just this weird, like kind of like oxymoron almost of like, yeah, uh, they, they don't need to, but they probably should. I don't know. It's, it's, it's very odd again, frustratingly. So because it's like, I would say it's, it's anti-consumer policies. Um, I don't know. So, I mean, look at, like, I, I, I think I've mentioned this before, and I tell it to everybody almost, but, like, <laughs> the the PlayStation Store has had a sale on every single day of 2020. Yeah. I think there was maybe one day where they were in between sales. And now, recently, it's been double, like, one sale for two weeks and then the following week a new sale comes out for two weeks so it's like two sales at one time yeah and to me it's clear why they're doing that obviously because ps5 is coming out they want to really saturate Hmm. the sales they can on the digital market okay um and that to me that's great i mean i bought i can't tell you how many games i've bought on (laughs) i mean and but steam steam set that standard years ago right yeah like steam's been doing this for the past decade of like their their big sales um almost to like meme level status right of like you f- you purposely buy games just because they're cheap with no intent of ever playing <laughs> them um it's a little bit different i find for, for at least for me for uh playstation because i do intend to play most of them oh my this game um but like nintendo again like you said Mar- super mario odyssey maybe went on sale for 20 percent off like to me, twenty percent off is like. Yeah, on any other console, smart. I would say like I'm not even considering it a twenty percent. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. But at the same time, like you said, they have this reward system on the shop that incentivizes me to buy from the shop, which I love. If it's like a it's like a cashback program, yeah. pretty much the the coins thing. That's and decent I, too, isn't it? Like five percent. Uh yeah, yeah it's. I think so, and like a coin equates to one cent. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So like it's, it's really awesome. I really appreciate that, um, and like I think that's my biggest problem. Well, one of my biggest problems with the PS Store is that they have no incentive. They they um, do, however, not have tax in Canada. That's also that's also very nice. I don't know how they can get away with that, but they um, I think it's because they don't because they don't have an office in Canada. Oh, well. And the problem is Nintendo has Nintendo of Canada. No, there's 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 offices in PlayStation Canada. Are there? 
There has to be. I, I feel like I've looked at jobs there before. See, I, I'm Sony sure there is. owns a lot of studios. See, but but Netflix, you don't get charged tax on Netflix. It's it's got to do with I think the digital space and what what can be taxed and what can't be taxed. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to look into that further. I'll report back. <laughs> I'll. Uh, yeah. Too. Yeah. But um, yeah. But to me, like a, a good online store incentivizes you to buy. Um, and to me, Steam does that with like the trading cards and the resale value there. But also, it really bugs me that I can't gift games on virtual stores. Oh, gosh. Like, yeah, I wanted to gift someone a copy of Untitled Goose Game on the Switch shop. I couldn't do that. I had to I had to get a gift card from EB Games. <laughs> of the game? Of the game. That's funny. And That's really funny. I, this must have been... I don't know how I did it, but I got it to them at some some way. And it was, yeah, it was just kind of a pain because it's not, uh, like, you keep most digital stores, except for Steam, you can't gift people. It's it's crazy. I remember one Christmas I wanted to get my, I was doing a Secret Santa with my, with a, oh my, I, I got to stop playing this. I can't do it. I don't know where to go. Everything sucks. I can, I can help. I can help. Okay. Okay. Um, I wanted to get somebody like a gag gift of a game with like the last like five dollars whatever I had, but I of course I couldn't buy them a copy because it was a digital only game. Mm-hmm. So I, I I had to buy them a, a, a gift card and say <laughs> buy this hey, game, buy this game, <laughs> and I don't think they ever did. So it was probably for the best because the game actually sucks and I didn't know that at the time. But okay, it was had a full bird friend. Oh, <laughs> had a full boyfriend. Christmas I mean, star oh the Christmas star. I haven't I haven't played that one. Yeah, me neither, but How to a Boyfriend is a terrible game. Uh, um, it's awful. I'm sorry. I, I 100%ed it. Oh, so did I, Graham, begrudgingly, but it's... I feel like we must have talked about this before. <sighs> maybe. I, th- I think it was pre-podcast. Was that maybe on the first Velvety's? I, I was... <laughs> I like that style of game. I like it. It's just that game was so bad. It was boring. It, it the The only interesting part was like locked behind this like i don't know there yeah like it's i don't know it struck enough of a fancy for me that i was able to get through it um did you do it for the 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 platinum oh there was no platinum it was just 100 percent. okay but but like so like the secret or the true ending of had a boyfriend (laughs) On our podcast about Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Pokemon. Uh, don't ever buy this game, by the way. It's terrible. Um, at least in my opinion. Uh, it's for a certain audience. I guess so. I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the true ending is like a 10. I don't, it's not, sorry, it's not a 10. It's like a 20. Sorry. <laughs> going the opposite direction. Five? It's like a five-hour commitment, and but like a regular playthrough, it's like a one-hour commitment, and so like by the time you get this secret true ending, that's actually somewhat kind of interesting. It just goes on forever, and I could not take it anymore. <laughs> I said, I I can't, I can't do this, and uh, and so I just I just hit X. I'm like X X X. I'm not reading anymore. I don't want to read this. I just want to be done with this. So. Yep, I'm looking at my Steam. What is this? Looking at my Steam achievements, and uh, yeah, I have 100%. It's one of my only Steam games. I have 100%ed. 
Graham is an avid bird watcher, so it just makes sense. I mean, for like a good chunk what? of my early life, I couldn't see birds because I didn't Excuse have glasses. Me? Huh. <laughs> is that why you got glasses? No, no. I want to see the birdies. But like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> people would like, oh, look at that bird. And I'm like, I don't I see it. it. Uh-huh. Birds are illusion. Birds don't exist. <laughs> um, speaking of birds, uh, would you recommend Pokemon Mystery Dungeon? Yes, absolutely, I would. Um, sorry, quick tangent before we get to the radio. Okay. Did you ever use the rescue system? I never got the chance to. I was kind of hoping that I would because I wanted to right. see, because I imagine there's a good Reddit community for this game. Uh, where you could like uh, post the uh, post your code and people would right. like rescue you, mm-hmm. but uh, no, I never I never ended up dying. So, <laughs> oh my, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's cool. Yeah, um, did I think you I did because I, rem- <laughs> I remember yes, you I, messaged I me. A, yeah, <laughs> I bought um, I bought a friend a copy of the game for us to kind of play at the same time. Okay. Um, so kind of not not for the sole purpose of uh of this but I, it was definitely part of the reasoning of like oh if i die then he can yeah uh come save me and i think like we saved each other like maybe, maybe once it, it yeah we used like the the passcode system which yeah. was kind of counterintuitive but i think there's a way to do it over the internet but i didn't have nintendo online at that time so i appreciate that they gave us you know uh a, a method that's not i guess you can say like pay locked or or yeah, yeah. cost locked or whatever so um but yes you're right there is actually a, a pretty big reddit community of like save me please <laughs> and here's my code but like the the codes Graham, the codes are like 36 characters oh my long goodness and it's like different yeah it's 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 pretty wild oh my word um <laughs> yeah so uh, if you ever need any help, just give us a shout. I'll uh, I'll I'll come save you. Um, but yeah, what would you uh, what would you rate this game? I've been struggling. Um, it's very. I I, I almost want to give it a, a Yosuke, um, just because it mm. like like I kind of described before with that it's it's you can hang out for an afternoon and not really talk about much. But <laughs> except girls. What? Except girls. <laughs> sure. Um, but like you, you Ooh. can just hang out and not talk too much, but still just enjoy right. each other's company. Um, and I think that's something that is special about this game, is that it, it is that kind of you you can hang out with it for a long time and just kind of be there. Appreciate it, yeah. Bask in each other's company. Yeah. How about you? Um, I would. It's it's a really solid game. It's not Nanako solid, but it's it's kind of close to that. Okay. Um, so you know what? I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a Yuki. Okay. You know, it's near and dear. I'd spend Christmas evening with it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's red. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wears a scarf. Oh no. Um, yeah. So that's what I would probably. Uh, give it. I'd have to give mine. A, like, I, if we went for that, I'd have to go with Mount Nauto because mine was blue. But yes, 
And together, so. make a Chie. <laughs> green rescue team. What is this Mass Effect? Wait, blue and red. That does not oh, make wait. green. <laughs> that makes Listen, man, it's green. Okay, okay. I'll cut that out. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, that was your mistake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Okay, I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> I'm good with colors. <laughs> uh, okay, well, yes. P Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. T Rescue Team DX. Would recommend. Purchase it. Yes, do it. Uh, available now wherever video games are sold. Yeah. Well, yeah, where Nintendo games are sold. Very true. It's very true. But yeah, with that, uh, I think we'll call it a wrap. Wow. Uh, I sorry. Every time I'm surprised that we make it to an hour. Gates to Infinity did not sell well at all. Was that the third one? Yeah. Uh, well, there's Explorers of Darkness and Explorers of Sky. Yes, those are the ones I want remade. Oh, and then there's this one called Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Keep Going, Blazing Adventure Squad, Let's Go, Stormy Adventure Squad, and Go For It, Lightning Adventure Squad. That was for, like, the Wii U. That's correct. Yeah. I and then don't Gates imagine that did very well. No. Well, it doesn't say here. It says the Explorer's titles, the two of them, sold almost 6 million copies. That's pretty good. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, and then 650,000 for Gates to Infinity. Hmm. Yeah, that's not, not great. Yeah, so I'm surprised they went with a, a sequel after that. Was that also on DS? Uh, 3DS. Okay. So. Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like it kind of peaked at the DS. Now it's back, baby. Yeah. I mean, Super Mystery Dungeon sold uh, 1.22 million. Hey, that's which that probably that's is why we got another one. It's uh, yeah. I mean, you sell a million copies. That's that's solid, you know. Yeah, like so. especially for a a smaller game, comparatively. And, yeah, and six hundred fifty thousand, of course, is not anything to shake your head at, but comparatively to the rest of the franchise. Yeah, like I don't know if they broke even on that. Like, depending on you don't think so factors, but I guess so. Yeah. If you break a million for a remake, that's it's... probably pretty good. Yeah, if you're selling at forty dollars a pop, that's twenty six million dollars for Gates to Infinity. So yeah, you're probably right about that. Assuming twenty six million? Yeah. And they would have only gotten like thirty, forty percent of that. But wouldn't they have gotten more since it's a Nintendo owned company? I guess it did. Uh oh, actually true. So they might have gotten like sixty percent. Sixty? Because they would have had production costs, they would have had resale cost, re like retail. Yeah. So, so sixty percent like is six, even if we say sixty percent, that's yeah is fifteen point six million. Which so that's not you think a huge budget? It's hard to say. Like there's a lot of factors, right? Like you don't yeah. know how much big the marketing was, how big the team was. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you you assume probably a two year development time, you're burning a couple million each year. Yeah. Um, oh, they they put out so Chuns, Spike Chunsoft made Gates to Infinity. Did they make it or publish it? Developers. Oh, really? And they also make Danganronpa. They do. Yeah. So and they have about two hundred employees. And Spike does. Uh, Spike does. Yeah. Uh, 
publisher. Sorry, well, they got, got a lot. They made a lot of games. Um, they made the. Oh wow, they made it. They made do nine hours, nine doors, nine people. I don't. Uh, I don't even know what that is, Graham. Oh, it's a, uh, a niche, uh, mystery game for the DS. That oh, they did. Yes, they did indeed. Sorry, I was distracted because they have also developed another franchise called Mystery Dungeon Shiren of the Wanderer. So, Mystery Dungeon, as a concept, has been around since, I believe, the Super Nintendo days, maybe earlier. Interesting. There's actually like 25 ep- like games in the series, but like the most popular ones are the ones that are licensed. Like, there's a Chocobo one. Um... <laughs> Yeah, there's a Chocobo Mystery Dungeon. Uh, Sheeran the Wanderer is one of the older, like, mainstays, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if Pokemon Mystery Dungeon was the first one to make it outside of Japan or not. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, they've developed the game since Gates to Infinity, it looks like, uh, from what I'm seeing here. Uh, so they, they made uh, Super Mystery Dungeon and then also the remake here. Oh, no, no, sorry. I'm wrong. That's under Spike Chunsoft, but Chunsoft made the originals as well. Um, yeah, they made them all, so okay. I retract that statement. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, again, back to our initial point, that's probably, like, what? Five to ten million budget? It's hard to say. It is like, hard to say. Yeah, no, no points. No, like they, they've got two hundred people. Who knows how many were on the team? Yeah, I think, kind of going back. I don't know if I answered this. I, I do believe that this remake is worth full price tag, personally. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I was hesitant at first, just saying, well, they were just remaking a Game Boy game, but they, they did a lot of work, and it, did the the dollar to hour ratio I think is definitely worth full purchase. So, um, also another thing I loved about this Graham, and I wish game companies would do this more. This game was announced and released in under two months. That's yeah, it um, quick turnaround, and really only oh. like there's not many games that do that. No. Um, uh. not not a huge number. Like you get the occasional one, but. It feels like Nintendo well, actually did. does it a decent amount. They did that with um, I've, the Paper Mario, right? Paper Mario, yeah, bring this it, was... Bring it at all circle. Yeah, I think it was only like March that it was announced. Oh, when? Um, yeah, you're right. I feel like Nintendo actually does this quite a bit. Like, I f- like typically a game gets like announced at an E3, and then it comes out later that year or like in the spring of next year. That's yeah. right. Uh, sorry, yeah. I'm just I, I got distracted because I was thinking of another game that did something similar was Fallout Four. They announced Fallout Four in June and it came out in November. Yeah. So I think anything like under like a six month time frame to me is like that's that's like awesome. I really like yeah. that. Yeah. It's not of uh, like it's almost here. Type it's thing. not Cyberpunk's eight years. Yeah. Oh man. It was back it was announced back in twenty twelve, apparently. That's crazy. That's really nuts. Are you going to get that game? Probably not. 
Yeah, me either. Um, Although I said that about Last of Us, and I got that. It's um, it's not a game that appeals to me in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the company and all that stuff. Um, oh, right. But uh, they kind of have some sketchy goodness. It's right? it's the it's a bit of a switch shop. Mm. So that that's like i only know that from like journalism articles and stuff but um, right right yeah i've heard not great things it's it's difficult to support something like and it's just not honestly biggest reason it's not not my kind of game like yeah. i've seen some footage of the witcher 3 and i think i've i don't think i've played it but i've watched a friend play a bit of it and i'm just like no this just this just isn't for me right um did you did you hear about uh, the new Assassin's Creed? Yes. Uh, what about? Well, it? just that. that well, there was a bunch of gameplay footage shown like Sunday. Yeah. Just just the other day. No, I haven't seen. Oh that yeah, yet. they show off like a good amount of footage, but I think they also showed off like a major story spoiler that I caught. Oh. And I was like, okay, that's a little strange, like the death of a character. And I'm like, hope he's like early game. But um, it looks good. Hmm. It looks like Assassin's Creed, uh, like modern Assassin's Creed. So Yeah. Should be good. Anyways, we should wrap this up. Yeah, now I'm going into this cyberpunk Wikipedia article. and Okay, yes. Why do we always get distracted, Graham? <laughs> what we? This is all your fault. It, it is. I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, it is always astounding, like how we get beyond an hour, like every time, and we think, "Oh, we're talking about minute. How are we going to talk about minute for an hour or something like that?" We didn't. We didn't talk about. We talked about minute for like fifteen minutes. Great game, though. Minute, by the way, you should play. It. I feel like it was like 30, 30, 30 to forty minutes. Well, I'm gonna look it up, Graham. But like, we'll talk about a game, and then we'll just keep talking. <laughs> that's that's why I love the podcast. Yeah, so much. no, it's good, honestly. Yeah, it's very true. Okay, let me let me look here. Minute, 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 minute. Okay, it is eighteen minutes and forty five seconds. It's also our eighteenth episode. Whoa, that's meta. <laughs> hey, remember a drift? Please. Uh, now I've got a VR headset so I could theoretically, I theoretically, I could play it in VR. Ah. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, well, thank you everyone so much for yes, listening. Yes, thank you. We do appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Well, two weeks from now. With, that's correct. Thank you. Uh, with opinions you won't agree with, <laughs> but you know what? I'm prepared for that. Um, yeah. Ugh. You can um, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. That's correct. And um, we're on anywhere you can get you want to get your podcast. We're there, including Spotify. So mm-hmm. and google play and apple apple podcasts so we're we're all over the place it's true um you can't you can't run <laughs> you can't hide we're always there we're 
always yeah. there. And we're ready to talk trash about your childhood, childhood favorite game. That nothing is sacred, apparently. <laughs> Except for things I think are good. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Okay. Good night, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>